at WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin is gonna open up one last can of whoop-ass on you, Kevin Owens. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to episode 365 of the Captain Mo Show. This is your captain speaking with El Jefe. Captain Morning. First on the agenda, Revolution. What a night. Um, AEW never fails to bring a surprise or two on pay-per-view. And yes, that rhymes. And it was intentional. Intentional rhyme. We had a couple this past Sunday. So obviously we had William Regal. Oh, uh, Lord. The best Dan, one. Literally, oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Right? It, it was just top to bottom. That's right. You, I mean, in all reality, you had... So, the first part of it... I mean, the first signing, if you want to talk about the new guys coming in first, was Shane Strickland. We yeah. knew that was going to happen. We knew Shane wasn't going to hang out for too long. We knew he was going to do his indie run. But the thing that kills me is he's like... Tony Schiavone's like getting ready to fucking enter, like bring this guy out. And the fucking goddamn thing's down. It said swerve in gigantic bold letters. I'm like, <laughs> all right. It's swerve. And the guys in TSK, wait, how do you know? Look at his fucking pad. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, it, it's nice. You know what I mean? He gets his debut on Friday. I'm I'm not a giant fan of that. But, it, you know what I mean? I'll get into it when we, when we actually talk about Dynamite a little more. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Freaking Lord Steven, Lord, I almost called him Steven Regal. Lord William Regal. That's old school. Oh, my God. When he came out, I was quite literally going bananas. You can hear like a, a like a two three like a minute or two clip of it on TikTok. It got a little over like nine thousand views. Literally, people went bananas over it it's like, because it was it's huge. You know what I mean? Whether the WWE people want to think about it as huge or not, because trust me, I've already seen a crap ton <laughs> of backlash on the on TikTok from it. Oh, what the hell is William Regal doing there? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like he, he fucking literally explained it tonight. Like he, because he fucking mentored, you know, Brian. It just people are dumb. Let's just gonna yeah. leave it at that. People are dumb. But no, the it was it was fantastic. I loved every second of it, and the old man even got some blood on himself. Oh yeah. Um, I guarantee the people complaining have no idea about Regal's WCW history. They look at you and say, what do you, what do you mean? Like the women crush Wednesdays? You know what I mean? Is that what you mean? 
Is that what we're talking about? No, that's not what the fuck we're talking about. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Well, I what know. I love about William Regal is he has such a reputation that people like Brian and Max will just bow to him. And yeah, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. God damn William Regal. Show some You're- respect. When people ask about him in a, in a few years, like, why are they afraid of that old band? Because that right there is the, is the best British wrestler that ever lived. Factual statements. Factual statements. Like, I don't, I, I'm literally like, is there anybody that came out better? And my, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can be that guy and be like, but Will Spring, And I'm like, eh, different style, different time. Yeah. But I get it. William Regal was, was the end all be all. I kid you not, his WCW run is is so fun. It's so fun. He's having fun. Like you can when you see a dude having fun wrestling, it's fun. It's yeah. It's yeah. absolutely worth the watch. And if you didn't like him then, if you you know, you had to fucking fall in love with him as the GM or the commissioners when he's you know threatening uh fucking triple H, I will bloody roll go down there and wrestle you <laughs> to the ground. Yes, fucking do it. Which is understandable because he was an amazing GM. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just if 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 you've never seen Lord Stephen Regal, go do it. Like when they when they when he uh, brought back King of the Ring and they crowned him King of the Ring in WWE. Never has there been a more deserving person of the name King of the Ring. Facts. Oh, he's God, still a King of the Ring, and he's in his sixties. He's he's the man. He is the fucking man. And he's in the corner of John Moxley and Brian fucking Daniels. <laughs> and just like the way he explains it, he calls B Dry like the greatest. Like he's like he's like I wish I was this guy when I was a kid. I mean when I was wrestling. And then he looks at John and he's like, Ah crap! I met you like eleven years ago, and all we did was go through mental battles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're one of the same, which yeah, is I mean, great. He, he's pretty on the on point, though, because like Brian Danielson is the perfect all round, like traditional wrestler. And then you've got Mox, who's just all out violent all the time. Love it, though. Like This is this is I keep uh, I don't want to say like putting it out there, but um I was literally joking with some of like uh, uh, some of like my uh, the more hardcore fans, if you will, like the guys that literally they hang out on their days off and watch NWA. That's how much they miss the old time. And I was like, this whole thing, dude. It just it's oh god, it just uh, it 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 feels it it feels so nostalgic. It literally feels like uh, I want to say like the assassins. Or like, uh, like, uh, like Nikita Koloff. You know what I mean? It's these are the two like meanest, most technical dudes we have, and they're being trained and taught by the meanest, most technical dude there ever was. <laughs> and it's like, what the shit? It's uh. it is old school, and it it's it's so great. He is gonna be a better fucking manager than like Jim Cornette in the end of the day. He's not going to be as entertaining and over the top and make you want to laugh, but he's going to be so damn impactful. He's going to be like the new um, Paul Ellering. What's kind of scary, though, is he's actually on the active roster. I saw that. I saw that, and I, uh, it, it made me worry 
for one, his health. And then I realized who I was talking about and I worry about everybody else's health now. <laughs> I say this because like, I kid you not like, um, God, perfect example. Go and this is going to be actually it's not going to be hard to watch. It's on fucking Peacock. Go on a goddamn well, Peacock we'll be to watch if it's on Peacock. That's true. Um, <laughs> and I need you to find Stephen Regal versus Fit Finley in WCW. Okay, not nowhere else in WCW. Now they had like seven or eight different ones. Whichever one of them, go for it. But if you got to watch one, they did a. A parking lot brawl where they literally like wrestled on top of and around cars in a parking lot. It was oh, glorious shit. stuff. Yeah, glorious. I was gonna stuff. say that sounds like a hoss fight, and then you bring in a parking lot brawl. Oh, oh yeah, they're getting slammed through car windshields and stuff. It was fun, and this was in, like in '96. Damn. Um. But, like, speaking of veterans and revolution, fucking Sting. Fucking Sting. I'll be I'll be honest. I mean, AEW, seriously, I love your pay-per-views, but they're so long. I know you want to make each one, like, an epic event because they don't happen every month. But, jeez, yeah. I, I was very tired. So I couldn't give everything as much attention as it deserves. So I went and watched, rewatched it again the next, like, a couple of days later. Um, happens. That six-man tag was fucking insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, upon rewatch, I mean, at first, because um, I was with you, you know, I, I love I love AEW. I love everything TK is doing right now. But four plus hour shows, man, you're <laughs> killing me, dude. You're and then I got to turn around and get up the next day for work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I can't exactly hang out and get drunk. You know what I mean? I'm not saying move your shit to fucking Saturdays, but I mean, like, at least, you know, cut, cut me down an a hour. Bit. I mean, cut me an hour. Um, it's. But uh, I ended up having to rewatch that one too. I felt like because I, I I don't want to say I got bored. It's just we had so much roller coaster emotion, and then here's you know a six man that at first is I mean I mean trios is just like they just started doing shit for like ten minutes at first, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, well well something cool is gonna happen, right? That's the whole point. They're just doing shit. And then, sure enough, somebody's building, like, this fucking uh, goddamn table structure, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And that's what fucking Sting ends up diving through. And, like, I, I, I worried about his health. But then, like, if you watch, he is literally going down in, like, slow motion. It's hilarious. <laughs> because there's so many tables he has to break. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the first one, two, boom, boom. And then, like, three was like, eh. And the fourth one's like, all right. And it just... And he just kind of landed. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, all right, so he's not dead. It still looked very cool. And oh, yeah. What, what's Sting? Six, 62? 62. And he's 62. doing fucking Jeff Hardy moves. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. But, oh, okay. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how anybody can still talk shit about Sting still wrestling at his age when he just kills it every time. They only do it because we talk shit about the old timers that show up and just walk into the main event. Like, I like that belt. Yeah, but which Sting doesn't do. He just goes out there and does crazy dives. <laughs> he goes out there and helps put guys over by working with them. Yeah. He doesn't, he, and he also doesn't destroy them. You notice know, when he comes out with Darby, they never play Sting's music. They play Darby's music. Mm-hmm. It's great. Great stuff. 
Um, what 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 else was good? Everything was good. The dog collar match was beautiful. Mm. I have not stopped listening to Miseria Cantare all fucking week. Oh yeah, that oh. When I heard that, I was like, "Why do I hear AirFi? Like, what's going on?" I was literally um, uh, I, up getting. This is like the worst part. This is now. The, here's the thing that kills me though, too. Um, and I, I'll get back to the to what I love about fucking AFI in a second. But like, why? Okay, TK, you give me a four and a half hour goddamn show. I gotta fucking pee in the middle of this shit, bro. <laughs> I need like a two minute video package sometimes. Okay, like two minutes. I got up to pee, all right, and I and then turn around to get something to eat real quick. I'm already missing the goddamn intros. I'm like, huh, what the fuck? That's why I was tripping. I was like, what the fuck is AFI playing in my background? I thought like my goddamn high school iPod popped out of my back pocket <laughs> and just started playing. And I was like, what is going on? Like I already, I thought I heard, and this was my thought process. It's a problem with the drinking. I already had thought like punk come out because I saw I heard punk's music. But I was like, oh, MJF's playing brick heel, whatever, yeah. and it didn't. Nothing fazed me. I don't know why. And then I turn and I look, and I'm fucking marking the fuck out. I'm like, it's fucking like it's old punk. Holy shit! It's like minus the hair, obviously, but it's yeah. old punk. <clears throat> that was literally the only difference was the hair. Yeah, that was like, what are you? Oh, I, and I looked at it too. I was like, what are you missing? And then that's when Rob immediately jumps in. The hair. Ah, oh, the hair. <laughs> oh god, the hair. It it took me. Way too long for the penny to drop. Like, um, I, I never really saw much early Ring of Honor anyway, but obviously I, you know, know about Punk's history. What the fuck? Um, so the music starts playing, and my immediate thought is, wait, Terminator? Okay, I know those drums. That's, mm -hmm. that's a Terminator reference, is it? I get it. Okay, Punk's rebuilding himself. That makes sense. And then the music starts playing properly, and I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's not a Terminator reference. That's actually a... That's... Oh, okay. I get it. So, yeah. Um, and I think also the look on MJF's face kind of sold it, too. Like, wait a What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Like, what in the hell is going on? It's... I'm, I'm with you. I didn't... I never really caught his, uh, his like, super early run. I When I did my research, you know, you... I, I don't want to say, like, you just don't give a shit about, like, intro music, but you don't give a shit about intro music. And it kind of, like I said, it clicked when I, all of a sudden I seen the gear and I was like, oh shit, this is like this, like, again, this is ROH punk. This is, I'm getting ready to fucking win the belt and leave quote unquote punk, you know, with the ROH title and go to WWE, which fucking Vince would have been like, I don't want that thing anyway, but still. <laughs> what, what really clicked it for me was when they did a close up of a guy in the crowd singing along so passionately. And then I realized oh, yeah. that. He's obviously going back to his Ring of Honor days. Um, obviously, the attire sold it too. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I don't know if I'm ready to say goodbye to Cult of Personality. But I would love it if he kept it. Um, AFI. I mean, they both see, work so well on different levels. They do, but then there's also two people behind. There's two different people with those music. You know what I mean? Yeah. As much as is, and, and that was the other thing too. I had to go defending. Uh, fucking this entire uh, pinfall set, whatever the reason why Punk won, I had to go defending it on goddamn TikTok because fucking people are stupid. Oh, you're burying MJF. They're burying it. He beat Punk twice, dude. Twice, not once. Fucking twice. And it it took Punk having to go back to the guy he was 
18, 19 years ago to beat MJF. That's and he couldn't he didn't have Wardlow's help. That's the other thing. So you're 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 playing into the fact that MJF finally lost without Wardlow's help. You know what I mean? War, I mean you know, he he could he got through a match without Wardlow's help. What happened? He lost. And it showed that Punk is able to take it to a different level and be upper main event again. So, I mean, now does that mean that he's going right for the fucking world title? No, thank God, because it looks like it's going to be Adam Cole and Adam Page again. Yeah. But it's also a one-week turnaround. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... That, um, there is, I'll be honest, there is going to be a little bit of Punk and MJF in the shit mark say a little bit later on. I, because of course Exactly The the shit that Mark said Hence the uh, name of the You know the segment Yeah Um, And yeah Col- Adam versus Adam Was great Um, I think somebody described it as They They wrestled indie style For the main event Sure I'm I'll not entirely sure what they mean I mean there was a little bit of interference But other than that, they just gave each other their best for what, what twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Problem is, and, and, and no disrespect to them, it's we had seen everything in the book up until that point, so it it kind of fell. I don't want to say on deaf ears, but it it, it definitely mm. took some getting into. Not to mention yeah. when the crown has too much fun on their own, that's a problem. They're over there having uh, what was it? Is like let's go, Adam. Adam sucks. Chance. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> or oh wait, no, my favorite one is this is Adam. <laughs> I was like, uh, these guys are having way too much fun, but all right. Yeah, the the memes wrote themselves for this one, but uh can they write? I'm from what we saw on Dynamite last night, I'm pretty sure that the the rematch is gonna be just a little bit more violent. I hope so. Um, so yeah, we'll cover Dynamite. A little more thoroughly a little bit later on, but uh, that's our top story. Thank you very much for Revolution Tony Elite, mm-hmm. as, as Dan Housen calls him. Um, now let's go to some old stories this week in wrestling history. On March 4th, 2012, the Ring of Honor 10th anniversary show featured, I think I did this last week when I just said, just listen to this Ring of Honor card, just listen to this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay Lethal versus Tommaso Ciampa for the TV title. The Briscoes versus the Young Bucks. Kevin Steen versus Jimmy Jacobs in a no DQ match. And it was main evented by Adam Cole, baby. And baby. Eddie Edwards versus Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards. First off, that does sound like an absolute fucking banger of a card. Absolute yeah. banger. And that main event, you've got like two longtime rivals, two longtime tag teams, and it just mixed it up. Loved it. Yeah. Um, is, wow. This is that. <laughs> you can, by the way, for those who were like, how can I watch like old Ring of Honor? It's on fucking YouTube. Like a and, lot of like Kevin Steen. Um, like El Generico, I'm really trying to think of like like the pretty much all of Davy Richards' run. Like yeah. it's it's probably a good like two years of of Ring of Honor on YouTube. It might be even easier to watch it very soon. 
Thanks to Tony. Goddamn Tony, I need that network ASAP, partner. Yeah, me too, because these streams are being motherfuckers. Well, see, that's also the, that's been the thing. Now that's that's where it uh where the question lies. Does this make them go away from pay-per-view? I'm already saying no, because the reality is they make a lot of money on pay-per-view. Now, can they yeah. get the fuck off Bleacher Report, please? That's my that's my gimmick. Get it off Bleacher Report. Either put it on regular pay-per-view or, and this is coming the thing, it looks like their streaming network, and this has been like a talk for, I want to say, about a month or so now, is going to be with HBO Max. Or at least that's the rumor. That doesn't Sticking help with the rumor. we don't get it. Oh, that's all bad. <laughs> Um, get this guy VPN ASAP. If you can like strike some kind of deal with Disney Plus, I got that. I got Disney Plus. <laughs> oh yeah, just I no more Disney blood Plus. ever. I got Netflix. I got Prime. Uh, you know what? See that actually, Wait, I like no blood? that idea. What's if they mean? if they can run a series about Pamela Anderson's sex tape on Disney Plus, they could show me some blood. Oh, that's what they did. <laughs> this <is> on <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> I was like, no, that oh, thing's on geez. Hulu, but no, that's a dumb sketch comedy show. Okay. Yeah, they ran the ad for it. I'm like, wait a minute, this is fucking Disney. You this can't show is... shit like that. Watch us. <laughs> hey, well, you I never mean, know. You know what I mean? But Steamboat Willie is very different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Um, moving on. March also on March 4th in 2017, the Hardy Boys accumulated their seventh tag team title from seven different promotions at the same time during their expedition of gold as they defeated the Young Bucks for the Ring of Honor tag team titles in their Ring of Honor debut at Manhattan Mayhem. Yeah. Uh that's when they were just like teleporting into all these different promotions and winning the tag team titles. Literally like diff every day every like random indies nearby their house and shit. Yeah. But the funny thing is because of Impact's tape delay, they had already lost the Impact tag team titles, but on TV they were still champions. So technically at the time, they were the only tag team to ever hold the Impact tag team titles and the ROH tag team titles at the same time. Yeah, all right, good stuff. Uh, March 4th, 2021, last year, the unfortunate end of the IWGP heavyweight and IC titles as Kota Ibushi controversially unified both championships and became the first IWGP world heavyweight champion, mm -hmm. defeating El Desperado, and everybody hates that fucking belt. I, yeah, I'm, I'm still not a fan of it, and, uh, and, and now it's on Okada. Okada makes it work. It honestly, only looks really good on Osprey. That's the only person. <laughs> oh, he's the only person that does love it, actually. Yeah, well, duh. It's the only guy he can. The only one to make it work. <laughs> I thought. I think. I really thought Okada would with all of his crazy colors, but no, it's it's not working that well. I think what I hate the most about the unification is I missed the IWGP IC title. That thing had some history. It had a lot of history. I mean, you you actually used to be able to look at it and and think about like guys from the past. You know, um, the fact that MVP was the first. You know what I mean? That's a fucking shocker. You know, yeah. like uh, a guy like Andrade had won it at one point under the name of El Sombro. You know, when he was working with CMLL. You know, you think of the of the fucking historic run of 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 uh, Nakamura. You know, you think of AJ Styles having it. You think of Kenny Omega? Yeah, no, Kenny Omega had it yeah. for a little bit. 
You know what I mean? But, it's, um, it's, you think of all the great runs, and now it's gone. They they also changed the lineage, so like the new world title has its own title history. Bullshit. It's separate to the old heavyweight title. Bullshit. Yeah, complete bullshit. Mm. Bring them back, please. Thank you. Um, March fifth, two thousand one. This was a regular episode of Raw, and my how times have changed. Chris Jericho versus Eddie Guerrero. Ivory versus Lita. Undertaker and Kane versus Rikishi and Haku. The Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys for the tag team titles. And the main event was Stone Cold and The Rock versus Kurt Angle and Triple H. This is a regular episode of Raw. Look at all those fucking big names. Well, that was back in 01. Yeah, they were all in their prime, too. In the prime time. Nuts. Um, Also, March 5th in 2017, um, I deeply apologize to everybody... Uh, to my parents, to God, for reminding everybody about this. At Fastlane, just weeks before WrestleMania, Goldberg defeated Kevin Owens for the ah. Universal Championship. Bullshit. Bullshit. What a, what, what a shitty skid mark on wrestling history that was. Mm-hmm. A million um, on that one, dude. We'll move on quickly from that one before I get lynched. March 6, 2011. This may come as a surprise to some people, but uh, Colt Cabana is a former world champion. Yep. He defeated Adam Pearce for the NWA heavy, uh, World Heavyweight title for the first time, and he actually beat him again for the title a year later, so he's actually a two-time world champion. Two-time. And look at where Adam Pearce is now. <clears throat> yeah, some people are also like, wait, well, Adam Pearce is a former world champion too? Yes, he is. NWA, man. You'd be surprised how many people are actually NWA world champions. It's a big time um, promotion when you're on the indies. Yeah, I Not I got I got to remind people about something else. Pretty bad now. Um, March seventh, twenty twenty one, last year, the infamous Explosion Gate at Revolution, um, as Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire that didn't explode deathmatch. Oh yeah, we we all look back at it now and laugh. Yeah, I I still don't know. What happened? Like how? How? If it wasn't intentional, as they sold it later on, when Kenny saying, "Ah, I sabotaged it," how did it get so bad? Like, why, why was there sparklers in the first place? Yeah, that one was like the like. I would understand if like you just went kaboom. Oh, right, well, the ring exploded, I think, and then like and nobody, everybody would be like, "Well, that was lame." But like you add sparklers, and now we're making fun of you. Yeah, like. The fact that there were sparklers there kind of tells Goldberg. me it was intentional. But Goldberg's about to pop out of the ring, watch. <laughs> I got the sparklers, man. I got shit. Here's the fucking guy. I remember Gilberg's entrance, and they literally had two guys <laughs> stood with sparklers <laughs> either side of him. <laughs> that was the shit. <laughs> two um, ring guys. Go out there and do this. I hate my job. <laughs> I, I'm supposed to be a wrestler someday. <laughs> Okay, I'll there, I, hold these, and then you can I, wrestle. I could, I could be a rent-a-cop or a security guard, but I'm Dwayne Gill's entrance guy. Fuck it. Uh, oh, hilarious. Final bit of history before we move on to birthdays. It was March 9th, 2002. It was a controversial fast count, but Dan the Beast 7 defeated Shinya Hashimoto for his second NWA World Championship. Beautiful stuff. And if you don't know Dan Seven, go fucking look him up. Jeez. Ab- immediately. 
immediately. Him, yeah, him, him and Regal. Start doing some research, people. Um, so, yeah, a few birthdays this week. Uh, Dalton Castle turned 36. I'm sure you had a good day with his boys. Oh, uh, boys. Crazy Steve turned 38. Sarah Stock, a.k.a. Sarita, turned 43. Jordan Grace turned 26. David Flair turned 43. Mr. Anderson. Anderson, not Travis, Ken. Turned 46. Uh, Sean Morley, a.k.a. Val Venus, turned 51. Chase Owens turned 32. Cody Dina turned 40. Bruce Pritchard turned 59. Happy birthday, but you're an asshole. Chad Gable turned 36. Um, Harland turned 24. Molina turned 43. Tiger Ali Singh, that's a fucking throwback for you, people. Turned 51. Rick Steiner turned 61. And Nikita Koloff turned 63. Um, I haven't actually included today's birthdays because I haven't looked it up yet. Yeah, we looked uh, up today's. Let's no, see I meant to do it this morning. But uh, what do we got for today? For today, today. happy birthday today to Luchasaurus. Oh, it's, it's Bad Bunny's birthday. Oh God, I didn't see that. But Luchasaurus. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday to Luchasaurus. Uh, who else? We yeah. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Good Mississippi Madman. I don't know who it is, but I want to know. I mean, that sounds cool. <laughs> um, oh, Debbie Malenko. Oh, his wife, sister, sister uh, wife, trained by Boris Malenko. I don't know. Is that the is that the Malenko that we're thinking of? Dean Malenko's wife. I don't know. But uh, right. happy right. birthday, Debbie Malenko. Right on. Uh we got. We've got Major Guns, Sergeant yeah. Craig Pittman, and Helico. Oh, yeah, I think you said Helico. Did you get Tyler Bate as well? 97, oh, Jesus Christ. He is a child. <laughs> Motherfucking kid was born in 1997. I was wow. in elementary school, for fuck's sake. Um... 19, when he was born, I was just like on the verge of becoming a wrestling fan. Yeah. Damn. So happy birthday to those guys. Yeah, that's probably exactly what I was watching. Right, 97. Uh, qu- very quick look at a little bit of history for today. Christopher Daniels won the Ring of Honor world title in 2017. Um, Bully Ray won the TNA world title in 2013. Uh, there's a couple of title changes in Japan. And it was Ring of Honor's 15th anniversary show. Right on. And then on oh, this wait. day. I don't think I want to click day. on this, but Fastlane 2019. Uh-oh. On this day, three years ago, New Japan Cup, uh, there was a five-and-a-half star match between, I think it was Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito. Oh, that sounds like a banger. Absolute banger. Okay, yeah, Fastlane 2019 main event. I, this must have been like the Shield's last pay-per-view. Shield defeated Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. If, if that's worth noting on history, but there you go. Now then, we move on to find out the silly things that people have been saying online. This silly. <laughs> this very silly. Shit, Mark say, sunshine. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? Uh, I got quite a few this week, so. Oh no. First up, 
once again, names have been names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Uh, first up, he is simply called Bruno. Um, <laughs> I can't. Oh my god, that's terrible because literally all of my fucking kids watching right now has been fucking Encanto. <laughs> and he walks into the room, we don't talk about Bruno, so we're talking about Bruno right the fuck now. And and I, you know what, that's exactly why I didn't change his name. Um, that's great. So, obviously AEW bought Ring of Honor. Uh, Bruno said a bingo hall federation bought a smaller bingo hall federation. Wow. Motherfucker. And this is why we don't talk about Bruno. Exactly um, why we don't talk about Bruno. AEW's a, a pretty big fucking bingo hall. Dude, they're running in similar buildings as WWE. Exactly. So I don't understand the gimmick. Like, Even Daly's Place is a pretty big fucking bingo hall. It's an amphitheater. Yeah. I mean, is it is it attached to fucking like uh, the Jaguar Stadium or whatever? Like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? They're they're able to run it. They're not running literal bingo halls. They're not going to the VF Dub and fitting forty people in. No, they're selling out arenas, dude. And that's until a, you open up your fucking eyes and realize that, you're an idiot. I, I tell you what, Bruno, you go sit right at the top, right at the back of Daly's place, and play bingo. And when you yell bingo, see if anybody on stage fucking hears you. Nope. Uh, next up, <laughs> we have. Pat McAfee and Pete Dunn's love child. <laughs> I get. <laughs> if if you saw if you see what I see you you'd understand. I'm, um, I can't. But okay, this is terrible. But this is also at the same time like I'm I'm envisioning just the worst <laughs> thing ever. So I mean, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but uh, obviously, Stone Cold Steve Austin cut a little promo uh, and shared it on social media. It, it it was nothing fancy. It was literally he cut a pro a two minute promo into the camera, That's and it. he drove and he drove a little bit. Um, McAfee and Pete Dunne's love child said so. He filmed and edited all of this just this morning. They don't care one bit about logic. Like, is it really that difficult to believe that they shot this in like one take in a, in one morning? Motherfucking Jesus Christ. This man lives on a gigantic ass ranch. You don't, right. and then you don't think he doesn't watch the product. Even fucking Kevin Owens said in the goddamn promo, "I know you're watching." So, you telling me that this guy that owns his own land can't bring a fucking cameraman out there and say, "Hey, fucking dumb shit, stand over there and shoot me," as I fucking cut this promo? I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I could do it in one fucking take, and then you can get the fuck off my property. Yeah, this is this is Stone Cold Steve Austin, who always famously hated scripted promos and just went off the cuff. Always. So, yeah, it's People really not that difficult to believe that they <laughs> filmed and edited all of that two-minute promo in one morning. Allergic to the retardedness. Yeah, uh, next up, Timmy number one. Uh, that might give you a clue that there's two Tims this week. Um, oh, no. Uh, Denise Hollywood Elite, I'm sure people know her on Twitter, uh, posted, CM Punk is super passionate about everything that is, he's, he's been doing in AEW. Very true, because, of course, he did the post-show interview with Tony, and he got a little bit emotional. Uh, mm -hmm. Timmy number one says, does that include beating the best heel in wrestling and future of AEW instead of putting him over on a pay-per-view? Oh, a here we fucking go. 
yeah, this is what I was alluding to. We've already gone over this. Um, like you said, MJF beat him once. Well, technically twice. Um, and that was also Punk's first ever loss in AEW. That's something he can never give to anybody else. In his hometown. In his hometown, too, yeah. Or as right now, AEW has been known more for putting people over in their hometown rather than beating them. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, we've got Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker in Thunder Rosa's hometown next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you said, MJF did not lose clean. He was betrayed no. by Wardlow. He's so, screaming for Wardlow. There, there was really nothing wrong with Punk getting the win. It also made sense storyline-wise for him to get the revenge. And MJF's already fucking over. That's the fucking point. You took a dude who, when he came in here, you know, people would look at him and probably say something dumb like, oh, you know, at best he's like a mid-card guy and blah, 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 blah. And now he is a main eventer. I don't care what anybody says. He's a main eventer. And people actually look at him as the one, if not the best heel in pro wrestling. You know, people make the comparison to The Miz (laughs) <laughs> and as much as I shit on the Miz, he's believe he's one of the better heels in all pro wrestling. You know whether he's in the E or not. And the reality, it, it, why it's because he he does his job well. If you hate him from the outside, he's doing his job. Yeah. You know I don't have to like his in ring style. I don't have to you know like the fact that you know he was a fucking reality TV star that caught his break in the E. All I have to like or not like is is he doing his job. And the answer to that is, yeah, and it's so annoying that I don't fucking watch it. So he's doing um, it very well. Tim, Timmy even said himself, he's the best heel in wrestling, and he's only 25, and he's considered the best heel going right now. Trust me, mm. he's already fucking over. Beyond over. So an L doesn't mean as much as it, it, it. What it does is it closes out the feud and allows it to spill into something new, which is going to be him and Wardlow. Which is that now, and since we know that the fucking revolution, the was it the uh, the TNT title matches uh, next week, you know what I mean? Is MJF going to go out there and fuck him over? Like, what's going to happen? He has to. But see, here's the funny thing, and this is I, and I was listening to Uncle Dave this morning. This is where I got it from, so I can't take, I can't steal the credit as much as I want to. Can't steal the credit. So apparently, Brian got an email or a text message from a fan who who. I think is such an E fan that this works out perfectly. So what goes down is, is Wardlow's getting ready for his match, or uh, he's he's literally walking out to the ring, ready for his match. They right as they go to ring the bell, MJF's music hits. He just tells him like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, I don't want this belt. If you win it, you know, more power to you. Actually, I'm here to give you what you want, which is your freedom. You know and I mean, I'm here to release you from your contract. You know." I just need you to sign this. And once he signs it, because all he hears is I'm free. And then as he walks away, oh, wait a minute. There's a 90-day no-compete. <laughs> and I'm like, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I mean, I it'll s- piss a lot of people off. Like, are you kidding me? But like, that's like the ultimate prick heel move. I so hope he does that. That's right. Like, tell me that's not just genius. Brilliant. Brilliance, and then all the little Vince sheep will complain. Oh, they took another shot at WWE. Hey, in the best way, baby. In the <laughs> best way, take it as a compliment. Seriously. Uh, okay, Timmy, number two. 
Ándale, güey. Um, WWE's The Bump, which honestly I don't give a shit about. Um, asked yeah, if anybody had any, any questions for Piper Niven. You know, we as we don't use her stupid WWE name. Piper Niven, you know who she is. Uh, Timmy number two. I'm also not going to just, I'm not going to read out his tweet because it's so dumb. It's uh, the best. It's the best. <laughs> he basically just body shamed her. Oh, get um, the fuck out of here. I'm so over this. But the funny thing is, the, the dude, he ain't a small guy himself. If anything, he looks like Jim the Anvil Nightheart. So um, I also don't need to comment back because Piper already did. And yeah. she said, um, because your daddy loves BBWs. Get him. <laughs> get him. Somebody get him a body bag. Oh, he's out of there, boy. Buried. Oh, we have a long one for the last one. So, Lord. last up, we have Mr. Dribbly. Terrible name, but I got it. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, this was before last night. So, this was just based on the rumor of Jeff coming to AEW. Mm. Um, I think it was actually a, a response to something that Matt posted. Um, oh, it was about him, like, getting everybody together to have the meeting... Um, Mr. Dribbly says, so your brother can get selfish and walk out like he's on something. I know that he wasn't. Only to get released to show up on a show for people that would cheer him. If by chance that he was on something, he should have gone about getting his release another way. I'm sure the others in the tag team match felt betrayed, and he also could have hurt a member in the crowd by his stupidity. A true man does things that way. As for his gimmick and the Hardy Boys, they served their purpose, and much like these men and women that got their start in WWE and other promotions need to wake up and realize that they wouldn't have gotten their worldwide recognition if Vince and WWE gave them their opportunities. But hey, have fun, Hardy Boys. Somebody needs to tell that dude that um, Hulk Hogan started in the AWA. Right. Somebody needs to tell that dude... That fucking Roddy Piper started in the AWA. Motherfuckers travel around and work different companies. This is how this fucking works. It's how it's always worked. You think Triple H was a WWE guy? No, motherfucker. He came from WCW. Stone Cold Steve Austin? WCW. Mark Romero? WCW. Goldust? WCW. Mark Calloway? WCW. I, you, I got the fucking list is gigantuan. So it's like, do, like, do not play fucking. I mean, I would say don't play idiot. It's kind of hard not to play when you're a fucking solid bone idiot. I'm just like, <laughs> goddamn. Wake up and realize what that 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 the E literally makes you have to be a marching soldier, and if you don't march to that beat of the drum, you're not going to get over, and we won't push you. And since we're not going to push you, we're not going to use you. And so you don't get on TV and now you're irrelevant mainly. So that way you can't do this. But the, that's the thing. That's the part where they don't, that the motherfuckers like this don't want to actually truly understand that Vince doesn't want these guys to get over anywhere. This is why he doesn't put them on TV. And then when they show up in a bingo hall, in a t-shirt company, in a whatever, and they're being fucking cheered till people's eyes are bleeding. Then what, motherfucker? Like, this is this is that shit. 
they they like there's I have a one of the fucking coworkers of mine. He's he is an E fan. All he watches is the E. He literally walks up to me and says, "I miss, uh, I miss Dean Ambrose." I'm like, "You mean John Moxley?" He's like, "No, I miss Dean Ambrose." I'm like, no, "John Moxley." He's like, "No, you don't get what I'm saying." I was like, "No, I get what you're saying." But it's fucking John now, and you need to accept it and either get what he's doing or get over it. And well, it's nothing's the same, and everything is just like you know what you're never you're never gonna get it. Goodbye. Like I'm John, done. John Moxley also makes Dean Ambrose look like a pussy. Oh my god, what a statement! That's the truest thing ever. <laughs> the true. Like, uh, and then let's let's keep it funky. Like if you're gonna t- say it like that, let's flip it with his cool new partner. Brian Danielson would beat the ever-loving shit out of Daniel Bryan. <laughs> let's let's be honest. He would kick his fucking head in. Yes, quite he literally. <clears throat> um, I think Mr. Dribbly... Ha- I think his biggest issue was how Jeff left WWE. Um, like when he rolled out of the ring and just walked through the crowd. But the thing is, the guy was all out of fucks. They tried to send him to rehab for a month when he tested clean. And then they wanted to like smooth it over by just giving him a Hall of Fame spot. Yeah, Jeff so literally just said, "Fuck you, WWE." I'm like, I'm like, I should have told the guy, like, didn't that isn't that how you quit Burger King? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Ah uh, man, Howdy Boys served their purpose. See, Honestly, that, they ain't done yet. They're not done. I can understand where he gets by that. You know what I mean? That's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm. And this is being, I'm being, this is a shoot here. I'm not like super in love with the idea of, of Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really care. Um, to me, I'm like, oh, the Hardy boys, they got their pop. You know what I mean? They got their pop in the E when they showed up at WrestleMania and da, 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 da. And you know what? It, it, it probably would be a little bit different if, if fucking TK didn't go out of his way to go buy the Hardy music. Because I think that's what makes this a little, and then th- this is just me. I'm, 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 I'm the guy where if you're gonna leave the E to go anywhere else, then you need to leave the E completely. Leave the E. Don't bring your music. I mean, punk is a punk is a one and only example. Is a different example. You know, they went out, they bought Kurt, Kurt, cult of personality just for him. Da 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 da. That's different. Going out of your way to get the exact same music that this is that these guys have had their whole fucking career in the E, it's like it's you did all, did all that for a pop. You know what I mean? Thing it, is, it, it's dumb. I would have much rather, much rather a brother Nero, like dead ass. Oh, I'm I'm sure he'll bring some Paris Wygen in at some point. He always had his own entrance music in TNA. But I don't think it was really that difficult for them to get the music because it was never a WWE production. It was a stock music. Yeah. And apparently TK bought the rights and said, no problem. I just, it just doesn't leave the E behind. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) See, it's just the bullshit, man. I'm telling you. Um, Yeah. Um, so they are marks, and that's the shit they say. Some bitches.
probably the most successful night any one person has ever had on match wrestling. He ended the show with the television, knowledge, and the world championships. And in the very last moments, I ruined his night. I must apologize. For not doing it sooner. I've been dropping hints for six months, if not longer. And Phoenix, keep your eyes open. Because I haven't forgot about you either. And as for you, Phoenix, I told you I haven't forgotten about you. Our paths will cross again soon, when you least expect it. I have a plenty of unfinished business. The machine will have his night. I never, 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 never saw it coming. You took my world title. A title that was created for me by burning the shape alive at Promomania last year. It seems that some people never learn. The captain finally wants his title in a rematch of last year. You honestly think I didn't notice the spoilers? The seeds have been planted all year like infinity stones spread across the whole galaxy and you missed every single one. I didn't miss a damn thing. Now Mania season is upon us once again and this is that time of year where everyone starts pointing at the Mania sign but me, I'm going to point at my championship and say come and get it. So now here we are, back where it all started on the road to Promo Mania. We've come full circle, one year on, except this time you're not facing the shape. There's not going to be any smoke and mirrors or magic tricks. You're facing a human being, skin and bone. Last year you took the fight to the shape domain, this year I'm bringing you the fight in the real world where all that matters is who's the toughest son of a... I need to issue an apology myself for not finishing the job last year. I didn't need the demon to burn the shape last year. I'm sure as hell I'm not going to need it to defeat the captain. Promomania 7 for the Match Wrestling World Championship It's the Phoenix versus the captain in a cinematic sequel and one thing you got to remember about sequels the body count is always bigger Welcome back to the Capmo Show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe or follow. We are literally everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, and Pod Baby Bay. You name it. We're there. Um, as you just saw, we are 21 days away from Promomania 7. It's getting fucking closer. The biggest max wrestling event of the year. It falls right in the middle of WrestleMania week. And it comes fully loaded. He is El Jefe, and he wants somebody to step up. Moses Marquez has issued an open challenge promo exhibition. Question is, who will rise to the occasion? Who has the huevos? 
and the Phoenix will defend the Knowledge Championship. And next week, I will finally reveal his mystery opponents. Yeah. Um, and I guess congratulations, Renault, because it's in his, in his fourth reign today. Phoenix is on his 500th day combined as Knowledge Champion. Nice. Credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Phoenix is also television champion. He cut a promo two weeks ago, so he's safe for another couple of weeks. So at Promo Mania, there will be a mini ring of games to determine the next challenger for the TV championship. And I can now reveal the participants for the ring of games. It will be ring of games veterans, Chad Malcolm, Moses Marquez, and Travis Anderson. And the return of the person who was one win away from being the first knowledge champion back in 2016. We simply call him Beer. Oh! Bringing back the old vet. Old, old vet. The OG of the knowledge title. Um, in a first time ever, Chad and Travis will go head-to-head in not a promo exhibition, but a contract negotiation. Can the walker escape the clutches of his goddamn lawyer? Goddamn! Um, and as we all know, in contract negotiations, I'm kind of hoping nobody goes to a table see that's why i'm gonna be there i'm <laughs> supposed to be like security but i'm also supposed to be like making sure I, i'm i'm the pull apart guy i'm the pull apart <laughs> that's what i'm there for contract negotiations never go smoothly no um and finally in a rematch from last year it's bigger it's better it's bolder it's a cinematic sequel as your very own captain is taking the Phoenix's World Championship back home. Mm-hmm. Back where it belongs. Precious Sorry, Phoenix. Uh, nine days ago also, Phoenix became the longest reigning World Champion combined. Damn. Uh, Chad is still the longest reigning single champion, but Phoenix is in his second reign, so he's stacking up those days. Um, it all goes down March 31st on all podcast platforms. But before we get to the main show, don't miss the annual Iron Bank Challenge on the Promomania pre-launch show. And allow me to announce who is looking to make a deposit from the Iron Bank this year. Unsurprisingly, Moses and Travis. Plus, I'm in them all, baby. Also joining them in the Iron Bank Challenge this year is Daniel Crimmins and Cypher. Oh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be good. Cypher was in the Iron Bank last year. Um, Daniel Crimmins. Daniel Crimmins came very, very close to becoming knowledge champion last year. So uh, there's some stiff mm-hmm. competition right there. Max. <clears throat> um, for more information, go to maxrussell.net slash promomania7. Seven. Uh, so, other stories this week. As we already mentioned, Stone Cold has confirmed he will be at WrestleMania. Um... There's no confirmation that it's a match. And as as we said all along, it's probably going to be a confrontation because, you know, <clears throat> when he retired, he retired. And yeah, Steve is a, he's a man to, to, to stick by his word. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I imagine it would be something more along the lines of when he did the um, redneck triathlon with Eric Bischoff. It, it was technically a match, but it wasn't really. He still counts the one with The Rock as his last match. Um, so I kind of hope it's something like that, where he, you know, he hits a few moves and gets the upper hand. But we, yeah, I, 
I think he knows and we all know we're not going to get the same Stone Cold, so it shouldn't really be a traditional match. No, and, and I don't think it will be either. I kept looking into reports and trying to see what I could find. Uh, according from uh, from last week, there's no match. Mm. Like he has not agreed to doing any kind of match at all. Now I don't know if that means he's not trying to be physical at all, or you know what. So, you know that's worth looking into. As of right now, it, it literally he's going to show up on the Kevin Owens show. And probably they're going to have some words. They're going to cut a good promo on each other. You know, Steve's going to hit hit him with some shit, and that's going to be the end of it. Like, uh, like, WrestleMania, like WrestleMania 21, he was a mm-hmm. guest on Piper's Pit. Oh, there you go. And it was a great segment. You I had mean, Roddy Piper and Steve Austin trading barbs. I mean, like I said, dude, that, it works perfectly to me. Make it, yeah. make it, it, it makes sense. But, um... I'm, I'll admit, I'm getting a little bit more excited. Uh, obviously, I'm a Stone Cold OG fan. So, either oh, way, yeah. um, if, 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 big if, if it is a match and he can pull it off, then it'll be something historic. But as oh, of yeah. right now, we're just expecting a confrontation. That's it so far. I mean, I've literally had, um, like, God, how many freaking people. Uh, both my brothers have already hit me up. Like, are you going to watch WrestleMania? Can we go over to your house watch WrestleMania? I'm like, are you going to come just for Steve Austin and then leave? And they're like, well, I mean, are you cooking? And I'm like, well, see, that's obviously just, it's obviously just, just Steve, but that's fine. I understand. Even my wife fucking was the one that she sent me a TikTok. Did you know he's coming back? I'm like, yes, I've known he's coming back. <laughs> It, like even like now my dad's asking questions i was like that's cool i'm like he's not gonna wrestle or anything and blah 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 blah. and then she's like so are you just like not gonna garner a reaction i said no nobody said this nobody don't nobody said this and she's like well i don't i don't get i said you want the truth i was like i'll tell you the fucking god's honest truth i said when his music fucking hits when that glass shatters there's gonna fucking be a lot of tears running down my face and i don't want you to ask no <laughs> questions <laughs> Just why are you crying so damn hit. loud? Just... That's, oh, yeah, why, <laughs> why are you crying so damn loud? Man, what oh, if he actually shit. does come out in like the trunks and the vest? But uh, <clears throat> I, I will be happy if it's just uh, promos back and forth, and then he does like his greatest hits: Lufez press, bionic elbow, stomp a mud hole, and a stunner, or three. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty big either way seeing Stone Cold back at WrestleMania again in Texas. In Texas, one of the biggest stars ever, if not the, um, also, I mean, it's the same weekend that The Undertaker, also from Texas, is being inducted mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. So it's, it's a huge weekend for Texas. And as right, I say, everything's so. bigger in Texas. In Texas. Um, Becky Lynch also uh, had a fractured voice box this week. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I have no idea what happened. I know something went wrong in a, in a, a dark match with Bianca Belair at a house show. I don't know exactly what happened, what move was hit or what went wrong or anything. But yeah, Becky walked away with a fucked up voice. Um, now, she did manage to make it backstage to Rado, but apparently... Bianca wasn't there. 
I she probably running, saving, trying to save her own life. Oh crap! I fucking ruined her. I broke her voice box. I can't do. I can't be here. And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it. This is wrestling. I hate to say it like that, you know, because that's kind of like a big deal. Like that's, you know, we're not trying to hurt nobody, mm-hmm. but like this is wrestling, so shit happens. Yeah, we still got a couple of weeks. I'm sure she'll be fine. <clears throat> uh, we did also have a big title change on Raw. Um, RK Bro, our Raw Tag Team Champions, defeating um, Gable. And I still want to call him Dozer. <laughs> and Otis. And Otis. Man, Otis. Well, I still want to call him Dozer. Dozovich. And <clears throat> um, ended with a beautiful RKO counter to a moonsault. He just still, like, he's been. Literally, he's in his 20th year in WWE, and he's still finding new ways to hit that fucking RKO. He's he's innovative, as the young kids say. Yes, very much. Um, Which just gets me thinking, are they actually going to break up RK Bro for WrestleMania? Because they've literally got a couple of weeks now to build this. I wouldn't be surprising. I mean, I'm sure that that's probably the idea is, you know, it's now it's time to go their separate ways. You know, maybe Riddle has gotten over as much as he could working with with Randy. I'm sure they want Randy for something else. You know, every time after Mania, Randy is like the number. All of a sudden, he's a main and star again. Oh, we got to push him to the thing. And he may be a champ again. And it's like, I can already see it coming. Especially because you're going to need somebody for Roman after he's, you know, super god Roman. With all the yeah. belts. Super universal Milky Way champion. There you go. <clears throat> um, yeah, so. Um, <clears throat> geez. Also on a house show during the week, weekend, whatever, Roman just kind of left Brock laying. Um, beat him down, as nobody really ever does to Brock. Yeah, it left him bleeding. Apparent- Apparently, it's like already one of WWE's highest ever viewed videos on Instagram or something. Yeah, he, he, uh, it was, I think that was the one from Madison Square Garden. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I guess what it was is Austin Theory came out and people thought that some, I don't know who, whoever thought fucking it was going to be Cody to come out. <laughs> You're fucking you dumber know, than a box of painted rocks. I tell you what. You know what it was? One of the dirt sheets posted before the show, keep your eyes on MSG tonight. And everybody's like, how the fuck are we supposed to do that? It's a house show. Exactly. And I, I literally think that that's like a jab. Like, we can't watch it. Don't even, you know. We're, the, the, he was literally planting a, a seed, like, in the fucking desert, hoping it would grow a fucking, you know, a beautiful fucking flower. Like, no. It's not going to happen. People are stupid. <laughs> um. So... <clears throat> on to Dynamite, which we've covered some of it already, but we kicked off with Eddie Kingston and Jericho. Great promo back and forth. Um, I mean, as you'd always expect from Eddie Kingston, the guy can do no wrong on a microphone. Um, Eddie Kingston, literally this guy, every fucking time he opens his mouth, I'm falling more in love with him. Like, <laughs> I, I, I say that as a man to a man out like that, but I just mean like... When I first um, knew about Eddie Kingston, and I've known about Eddie Kingston for probably about nine years now, like, I just thought he was a dude. I just thought he was a guy, you know what I mean? He was, you know, a part of LAX. He was in TNA. Oh, he's just a guy. And then, you know, I started, you know, I wouldn't say digging into his indie run, but his indie run kept popping up. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you think social media is, like, following everything you're doing. Well, in this instance, they were. 
and they started to get a grasp of him and realize like how passionate he was and all this other stuff. And so it's like, I've been liking it a lot more. And then he comes out here and cuts this fucking promo. And I'm like, how the fuck do you not love this fucking guy right now? You know what I mean? He's as real as can be. He comes out there and he's, he's, he's burying his soul. You know, hey, I didn't even want to fucking show up on Sunday. You know, I've been fucking battling in self-doubt. You have me in my own head. You know, he's, you know, he fucking yells at a fan like, hey, bro, give me my fucking moment. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. My man Steve Austin's not here. (laughs) I thought that was great. And and then he brings up, you know, he's like, did you really think I wasn't going to? He had four people at a fan fest tell him, like, you know, I didn't end it because of an article about you that I read. You know what I mean? To realize what you've gone through and you made it, you know, made me believe that, you know, I'm going through it. I can make it. And to me, that's fucking huge. You know what I mean? That's that's fucking that's gigantic. And he goes out there and was like, I wouldn't I wouldn't miss this show for them. I wouldn't miss it. You know, you know what I mean? Like this, they mean more than that fucking check probably does to him. You know what I mean? That's how passionate of a dude Eddie Kingston is. And it, it was just such a great promo. And it finishes with a handshake. And then goddamn Jericho. <laughs> the bullshit is taken over. Is it? it I already had a funny feeling something was going to happen. I was like, you look yeah. too much like a goddamn rock star to be out here just to shake his hand. And now he has his new click, as we have dubbed them in the TSK, the Outer Rim. <laughs> the Outer they, Rim. They are not the, the <laughs> was it, Jericho Appreciation Society, the Jazz. No. I am it, so annoyed they didn't call it Inner Circle 2.0 because it's literally right there. Two of the guys in the group are literally called 2.0. I never didn't even think. Come I feel on, like that's Chris. too boring, but I get it. it it's perfect. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Oh, man. But, that's yeah, awesome. it was a great heel turn. You could see it coming. Um, especially when... Uh, who was it to run down with a baseball bat? Uh, Ortiz. Was, yeah. And they gave it to Jericho, and obviously he just nailed his boys. Yeah, but he's over there fucking just wailing on them all afterwards. I'm like, bro, you have a bat in your hand. Can you not hit me like eight times, fucking prick? <laughs> and then Hager came down, and I kind of suspected he would align with Jericho because he's he is Jericho's boy. He, he um, honestly, and 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 I enjoy Hager. I do. He would drown on his own right now. Yeah. He surrounded by the amount of good talking talent and wrestling talent that's around him, he would drown on his own. Sorry, he uh, he needs a mouthpiece, but for sure, absolutely. But um, I I I expect with this new feud and the arrival of William Regal, we are surely heading towards blood and guts. Oh yeah. Blood and guts. Uh, I can't. That's. It's not going to sound cool. I mean, we got to double enough in in two months. It would be even fun. You know, it would be funnier if he fucking like grabbed the mic and just be like, "God damn it, war games!" Oh, wait a minute. And then wait a minute. walks up to him and is like, "It's called blood and guts." Yeah, we don't have the rights to that. That's terrible. Um, actually, thinking about it, double enough is usually where we have stadium stampede. Stadium champion. I can't. Yeah. See, none of this works. It, it'll sound better when Regal says it. <laughs> <laughs> we do it no Every, justice. Everything he says is perfect. It, he's the man. 
He's a fucking man. Even when cutting a promo was so fucking good, man. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? When Regal gets choked up, we all get fucking choked up. He's uh, uh, he's real deal, man. Yeah, he's awesome. He 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 started breaking um, when yeah. he was talking to Tony and was like, you know, you were the first person to help me out. You were there for me. Regal, Regal, dial it back a little bit. Jeez, man. Somebody's yeah, cutting onions up in here. Calm down, player. Calm down. People don't need to know about like how you were barely scraping it in 93, 94. Uh, he very quickly switched to, uh, all right, enough of the soppy shit. Right? Like, I need to be the mean <laughs> guy again. Oh, man. And the next few weeks are going to be insane. Oh, uh, yeah, like I said, next week, we, uh, we got Baker and Rosa in a cage uh, for the women's title. Yeah. Surely this is where Rosa gets to win. It's yeah. the rematch. It's in a cage. It's in her hometown. That's the idea. I don't know why. I mean, um, I kept saying, you know, I, I wish they would push it to double or nothing. I wish they would blah, 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 blah. They're obviously not going to wait for double or nothing. Um, they have the perfect opportunity to crown Thunder Rosa in her hometown, and they're going to take full advantage of it. At least that's what I can tell. That's yeah. how, I'm, how I'm looking at it. Otherwise, there's no reason for fucking Layla Hurst to have lost this match last night. So, you know, it looks like it'll be the, re, you know, uh, the final, the crowning moment for her, which is going to be good. Question is, though, is who's after Brit? You know what I mean? Like, who, who does, you know, does Jade immediately step up? Is it like a Ruby Soho? You know, do you immediately go right to uh, Nyla Rose? Honestly, Ruby hasn't done a whole lot on the Any? main show on Dynamite. Yeah. So I think she really should be the one to take the title off Jade. And then, yeah, Jade can go after the, the women's world title. But give Rosa a decent run first. She, she's, wait, she's waited a year for this redemption. She deserves it. Absolutely. Um, I just I just hope that they find that chemistry. They, they, yeah. they, they haven't found it yet ever since that dark match. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that was like match of the year. Yeah. So, we ended the show with a title change. Um, Scorpio Sky is the new TNT champion. Champion. But that's, that's the least big news about this match because... Sammy and Ty just got left laying by American Top Team. Yeah. Um. So here's my gimmick. I mean, like obviously, like, they had to look strong. Paige Van Zant needs a, a first opponent, so it's obviously going to be Ty Conti. She also needs a little uh, bit of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. Um. I don't know why they beat the shit out of Sammy. I'm sure there's going to end up being a, a little weird feud between him and all of them. Uh. But my immediate question is, is did Sammy lose so he doesn't look like a geek when Wardlow beats the shit out of Scorpio Sky next week? Because I'm I mean, and but then again, but like I said, but but then again, I gave you the perfect out from that from, you know what I mean? The the contract statement. So, yeah, could give Scorpio a, a, a legit run. But if not, you know, one of these guys is going to get fucked over with a one week fucking, you know, turnaround. Heaven forbid. 
So, I mean, we're actually going to have to wait till Wednesday, but it's like, you know, that's I'm sure that was a lot of people's immediate thought was crap. Scorpio won. Well, he's got Wardlow next week, and he's going to immediately lose. Yeah. Um, kind of booked himself into a corner. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm saying you got to pull that MJF contract with a no complete, man. Tony, if you're listening, that, that's Make your it happen. Make her happen. Um, I think it's the first time really though that we've seen Sammy and Ty kind of together on screen. Oh yeah, um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, we were, they did both get their asses kicked. We were having we were having way too much fun at the TSK. She, we were just like he's like oh I mean I was like oh dude no that like hurt like he landed flush you know what I mean we're like selling the injury and then down comes Ty and he's like Doc Doc she broke my wiener Doc. We don't know. We don't know what to do anymore, Doc. Oh, <laughs> uh, we just we were we were the we're the fucking worst yet best people to watch a fucking wrestling show with because we turned it into some serious fun. But it was, but in all reality, yeah, it was like, dang, okay, this is the first time we finally really get to like kind of see them on screen together. Good for them. But yeah, they just they got their ass beat. But I'm sure there's a mixed tag coming. She looked pretty comfortable when she oh, yeah. uh, got knocked out on top of him. Oh yeah, she. <laughs> So, this is awfully comfy. <laughs> is the camera still on us? Oh, it is? Okay. Shit, we gotta sell it like we're not enjoying this. Right? <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, no. top to bottom, it was a great, great episode of Dynamite. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't care. People say we're biased. We are fucking biased. We prefer AEW. Shut the fuck up. But it was a great episode. I when they keep doing my... shit like this, this is why. I prefer my wrestling to not treat me like an idiot. Yes, exactly. So yes, I'm biased. Perfectly described. Um, and you know what? It's going to get even better when ROH relaunches. And then we got oh, two crazy promotions run by Tony Elite. And Tony's already saying that he's going to run it as a separate promotion. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll have some crossovers, but that, hey, that's I'd exactly say. what they need to do because they got a lot of guys that people don't see on Dark and Elevation that can now cross over to Ring of Honor because I'm sure ROH... Um, their roster isn't as stacked, and they only have, like, one weekly show. Mm-hmm. So there's a perfect opportunity there to get more eyes on the uh, lesser-seen talent in AEW as well. Yep, this is true. I mean, it, it, it's an idea. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I would love for them to be... Uh, personally, I would love. I would rather them take over where Dark is right now and be on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then move dark to like Saturday or something. Yeah, uh, compete with NXT again. Get them to move nights again because nobody right. gives a shit about two point Exactly. So I but, uh, oh we'll see. Yeah, we we haven't even covered that. Um, <laughs> fucking new NXT champion. Talk about putting the future over. We got Dolph uh, Ziggler yes. with the title. Like I, I, I love, I love how that goes because like I'm literally, and at least this is literally like the I, I, I'm gonna make this as a TikTok because it has to be done. I'm like, I'm sitting here and I was like debating yesterday. I was like, you know what? I don't have class. I caught up with some stuff. I might watch NXT. And you, the, you, there's one thing you don't do uh, before watching a wrestling show, and that's go on Twitter mm-hmm. or, or or even on Facebook. And my dumbass did both. And I was immediately bombarded with the fact of uh, Mr. Ziggles being NXT champ. And I'm like, 
you don't even go here. Like, <laughs> I don't understand this. And then I watched like the highlights of it. And I'm like, of course, Bobby Roode helped you win the fucking thing. Of course he fucking did. Because that's what we do here. We're all about out with the old guys, in with the young guys. Wait a minute, Dolph Ziggler's coming? Let's crown him as champ. That's why we're upset. For you fucking marks out there that are so fucking, I don't understand why you guys are mad that Dolph Ziggler won the NXT title, man. Because you guys said, out with the old fuckers, in with the new fuckers. And these new fuckers had two less than two months to get over. I was enjoying Braun Breaker's fucking title run, and in comes the Ziggles. Bullshit. Who hasn't been relevant for five years? Five years, something like that. And then again, he pulls the old veteran move. I'm the old guy, and I'm going to show up, and I just want a title shot. I don't have to wrestle here once ever, but I want a title shot. And then he had to wrestle like one match. He literally got Brock Lesnar into a UFC title match. Like, Jesus, fuck. Yeah, the reason we're laughing about this title change is because these same people literally said they're going back to the old NXT style of making new stars and bringing up rookies, and then you go and give the title to Dolph Ziggler, Mm -hmm. who took it from a young guy. That is the thing. That's what we're talking about. You literally just contradicted your fucking selves. This is why we get upset. This is why we don't watch. This is why we literally make fun of it because they literally are looking at the mirror, looking in the mirror one way, or you know, looking in the mirror as they're writing down notes. Okay, this is what we're gonna do to get guys over. This is what we're gonna do to get guys over. And they swear that mirror is telling them, "Hey, change that around." And it's not true. They're fucking stupid. They're just they're fucking dumb. Like they they literally they're. They are walking contradictions. Yeah. It's not um, working. We have to go back to the other way. I think this would be a nice smooth segue into Geek of the Week because I got a funny feeling it's connected somehow. Oh, yeah. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking PF with a lousy proceed. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. So gig of the week, um, Jesus! I actually, I had to you know there was a lot. There was a lot this week, and uh, a lot of it had to do around NXT. Believe it or not, um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I walked right into this week like I'm immediately gonna give it to Grayson Waller just because of reasons. And uh, believe it or not, he actually put on a really good match. Him and uh, LA Knight, which shocked the fuck out of me. Uh, well, at least in the highlight form, it was good. So this one is gonna be sweet. And 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 I love it for being so sweet. Gig of the week goes to the man that fucking books this goddamn piece of shit show NXT, and that's Bruce fucking Pritchard. You are the absolute geek of the week. You need to paint your fucking face red and tell everybody you love them because that's <laughs> the only thing that's gonna fucking get you anywhere anywhere anymore, dude. What in the actual fuck? We we literally just laugh for about four minutes straight, you and I, over the reality that is the con- walking contradictions that is fucking Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. This is that shit. And then you guys wonder why you don't get anybody over on the main roster where fucking people don't give a half a shit but are willing to buy merch out the ass. 
But you have NXT fans, which I guess, yes, you're basically fucking paying for at this point. But NXT fans, they, they, want, a, they want a little bit more reality. You know, they prefer, they prefer a little more, you know, realism in their, in their entertainment. I was about to say pro wrestling. In their entertainment. And entertainment. you guys decided we're going to go backwards to the fucking hundredth degree. Hundredth degree. Like, if if they would have did this, let's be fucking honest here for a second. If they just if they would have did this five years ago, when Joe was there, when Nakamura was there, if they would have had a main roster guy come down and win the belt, that's a different story. Yeah. That's a big different story. You know what I mean? All right, it's time for these indie fucks to see if they can mesh with the you know the e guy that came down and won the belt. I fucking dig that. I like that idea a lot. But like I just fucking said, you did a whole regime flip. You're not your NXT level up now. You're not even 2.0. You leveled up back to what you were. So you didn't level up. You leveled down. Geek. Whole thing's confusing. <clears throat> um, Bruce Pritchard is always Geek of the Week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Staple. We we just have to mix it up a little bit. We don't have to mention it. People know it. Yeah. Uh, he's the honorable geek of the decade. There you go. I like it. Um, so, on to Wrestler of the Week. I got so many options for this one. Mm. Like, I want to give it to Danielson. I want to give it to Mox. I want to give it to Hangman. Um, Sting, again. I want to give it to Sting. Uh, hell, even Scorpio Sky is a contender this week. But I'm going to give it to somebody who has been overdue a Big win for a long time, and he finally got one. And we've already talked about how good he is on the mic. Eddie Kingston is this mm-hmm. week's wrestler of the week. Hell yeah! Um, also, a great match with Jericho. Oh yeah, fucking! It was awesome. It was, it was one of the better ways to start a goddamn show. At least in my, I thought, I thought everything about that match was really good. I thought the whole fucking show was really good. I'm still trying to get a fucking review put out there. But you know, goddamn school, fucking playing in the ass. Yeah, school's a some bitch. Um, me, pal. Yeah, the one thing we didn't really talk about about Danielson and Mox was the finish of the match was very confusing, and I've watched it twice, and I still nah. I'm still kind of perplexed by it, but yeah. Call me an old school guy. It's, it's exactly what it was. It was an old school pin. He had the he had the choke in and. Fucking uh, Mox just was able to lay up on top and get the pin with his shoulder being up, mind you. Again, this is this is coming from a guy that did the grapples. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did the grapplings, so this is like this is some normal stuff to me. All right, I mean they, they could have done with like a couple more replays just to fully explain it, but it was just they didn't even show a replay. I just, think that's because they knew fucking William was fucking beelining it to the ring. Like, ah, oh, shit, we better hurry up and catch. 
Oh, I just love how he just came out at the side of the ramp. He didn't like get the full entrance. He just walked out like a regular uh, producer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, your week is complete. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us at Max Racing UK on Twitter and at the Captain Five One Two and at SMR Podnet. Once again, the website is maxwrestling.net. Mm-hmm. Now listen up, you pencil neck geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So as I kind of just mentioned before, life is somewhat getting in the way. School is becoming a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say a distraction, but a little bit more important in life. So things are really toning down. Uh, I'm not saying things are done. I'm not saying things are over with. I'm just saying right now, my main project is Max Wrestling and Max Wrestling's TikTok, besides my school, obviously. Um, there is going to be at least one more episode of Retro Rewind for the time being because it is recorded. It will drop on Monday. I'm doing the best I can to try to come out with a more um, in-detail review of AEW's Revolution. But if you want my shorthand of it, you can go on uh, Max Wrestling UK on TikTok, and I kind of have a little three-parter up there. You can definitely check that out. Um, as far as Bolt Rant, I literally have stuff in the archives. has to be edited, put music to, and then plopped out as soon as it comes out. It's on- <laughs> the, funny, the funny thing is, is it's honestly on – like I, I'm not behind on that for some dumb reason like everything i had pre-wrote and this is like two three weeks prior is actually happening right now in the nfl minus a couple of trades but neither here nor there bolt rant stuff should be dropping but again it is it is not a priority to me right now unfortunately so for the more content heavy stick to max wrestling because we're here each and every thursday and get on the tiktok because i am literally dealing with Fucking marks every day. Yeah, every you day. thought we had some on the show. Oh my <laughs> god! Well, apparently, one of these guys does it as a gimmick, and I'm like, this is the worst gimmick to have. I'm telling you, pal. Does he uh, want to join promo league? You know, <laughs> he probably would. We we need some names in this fucking league. We probably would. He probably. You know what? I might I might start if I can pitching that out there. And saying if you guys want to get into that's the funny thing. I've actually I've actually been hit up for somebody else's um little promo league or what have you, but I guess they all live with near each other or whatever. I don't know. But but no, I got like hit up. They're like a mini TSK, mini max wrestling. I call it mini because like they barely try. But it's cool. Good for them. Everybody should try hard. But yeah, no, for sure. If you're if you're listening to this, if you've been on the TikTok. Hopefully we'll pit, we'll stitch a little whatever part. Get into the promo league, man. It's all it's all in good fun. It's literally you get a point for calling somebody out. You get a point for competing. You don't win. You don't lose. You go out there. You have fun. Just don't say you're gonna hurt somebody's mama, and you'll be all right. Um, I knew I knew another mini Max Austin at one time that didn't try very hard, and it didn't last very long. No, no, there was a few of those. <laughs> and with that said join us next week um, to find out who's challenging the Phoenix for the knowledge title at Promomania it's uh, also the penultimate week before our 7th anniversary show 
which is then the week before Promomania. So we're getting close to the big season. Big season. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Bye. Bruce Pritchard, you just fucking suck, pal. But I love you. Oh, shit.